Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Personal Stylist Podcast. My name is Sydney and I am your hostess with the mostess on this podcast. I am really, really jazzed to be coming to you today with this second installment in our series on the energetics in business, life, and style. You tuned in last week. You were in store for an amazing hour-long episode where I talk all about the energetics of business as it relates to pricing and your services. This podcast today is going to be slight continuation of that because we're going to talk about the energetics of business as it relates to selling and specifically as it relates to selling through conversation and maybe not what you think about when you think about sales. So let's jump in, shall we? I want you to, if you're able and you're in a space and you're not driving or wherever you are, just either take a second and kind of close your eyes or just clear your mental screen for a second. Um, Whatever you're thinking about, just give yourself like a little reset, blink your eyes, um, wave your hand in front of your face. Let's just clear the screen. And when I say these couple of words, I want you to notice in your body how you feel when I say them. Okay. So quit screen, blink your eyes, <laughs> sales call, discovery call, consultation, prospective client, client inquiry. I want you to take inventory of how your body responded, how you felt, the thoughts that went through your head. And what was coming up for you? What were the primary feelings you were feeling when I said each of those words? And this is an exercise to help you start to uncover where you are right now as it relates to the energetics of selling so that you can continue to make improvements in this area. Because if you are a business owner, if you are an entrepreneur, if you work for yourself, if you are selling a product or a service, you are in sales. You cannot just coast by on the fact and say, well, I'm a personal stylist. I'm a creative. That means I don't have to worry about the numbers or I'm not good at sales. So that's okay. That's just not what I am. No. If you run your own business, if you work for yourself, if you get on calls with clients and you're pitching them, you are actually in sales because it is your job to provide people who have a problem with a solution to that problem. And in order for them to get that solution to the problem, it has to be sold to them. And for it to be sold to them, there has to be a person on the other end that's having a conversation or giving them a link or telling them about how they can exchange their money for your solution. That is sales. And that is what you are in if you are a personal stylist. So... If any of the feelings that came up for you when I mentioned the words sales call, discovery call, prospect client, any of those things were like anxiety, dread, nervousness, fear, disappointment, embarrassment, guilt, shame, whatever you name it, if it is a feeling that maybe comes up more on the negative scale for you, that is a sign that there is work for you to do in this area. This podcast episode is going to be really, really helpful. Now, let's say you felt excited and thrilled. You're calm. You're like running over with energy and you can't wait to have conversations with people. That's awesome. That is exactly how I want you to feel 
when you go into your sales calls, discovery calls, whatever you want to call them, I want you to feel like you are having a conversation with someone because that is all that a sales call prospect call is. It is a conversation with someone who is interested in what you have to offer. So you can approach that with a feeling of excitement and thrilledness. Is that a word? No, (laughs) but you can be thrilled. You can have fun. It can be joyful. It can be this creative, collaborative conversation instead of going into a call anxious, worried about what you're going to say, thinking about how you're going to impress them with your words, wanting to get it just right. These feelings in which you approach this part of your business, this is the energetics of selling. So think about if you go into any given situation and you're nervous, you're upset, you're feeling all sorts of ways about it, how has that situation played out for you? Most likely, it has continued to play out in the way in which you are feeling and thinking about it. So if you're feeling anxious, you are probably going to actually become more anxious. If you're feeling nervous, you're going to become more nervous. Your actions, your physical body is going to actually kind of manifest this nervousness that you're feeling. If you've ever been um, about to speak somewhere or you've done something you felt nervous and you know you get like sweaty palms or sweaty armpits or you start to sweat, that is your body physically reacting to the feelings that you're feeling. So if we can produce these like physical reactions when there's something negative going on, it stands to reason that we can also produce positive bodily reactions when we are changing how we are thinking about something. And that is what I want you to take away from this episode. If you take away nothing else, and we're going to do a deep dive, but if you take away nothing else, how can you reframe or rethink or rename your sales call, discovery call process. The words we use are really, really powerful. So just like when we're thinking about something and that can produce a bodily response, the words we use is also going to bring up a response. It's going to make us think of certain somethings. So if our perception of sales calls is someone who's really pushy or manipulative or it's really icky feeling, anytime you call your process a sales call then, you are going to associate that with being pushy, a manipulative, and an icky. And that energetics is going to go into the call. You are going to be thinking about how much you hate sales calls and how icky they are. That's going to translate into the call with your client. So whatever you want to call it, this is why I think some people call them discovery calls, right? Because it's like, oh, we're just, you know, discovering (laughs) what there is to know. Like we're feeling each other out. And that's totally fine. If you want to call them discovery calls, go for it. If you want to call it a free consultation, go for it. If you want to call it um, an inquiry process, go for it. If you want to call it a style conversation, go for it. But what I want you to do and one of your homework from this episode is to really think about what do you want to call this action in your business? What do you want to name it? Words have power and words carry the energetics. So think about how you want to feel when you go into that process in your business, because you are going to have this action occur in your business. So you might as well call it something that lights you up and makes you feel excited and makes you feel joyful. 
How do you want your client to feel going into the process? Come up with a name that makes you feel those things when you say that, when you're talking about on social media, and when you're even just thinking about, wow, it sounds really fun to have a service conversation or a style conversation. That might do it for you. And it's going to start to help shift those energetics, especially if you are falling on that kind of negative scale around your feelings when it comes to the sales call lingo that I mentioned in the beginning of this episode. So now that you've started to rethink and reframe how you want to talk about your sales calls, I'm just going to keep calling them that in this episode for the sake of just continuity and ease so that we're on the same page. You can sub in whatever words you need to. Now I want to talk about this combination of masculine feminine that I often talk about and how those things come into play with the energetics of your sales call. So if you haven't heard me use these concepts before, when I talk about masculine and feminine, this is your combination of actionable actions. That's the masculine. And the feminine is your intuition and your gut. You have to have both of these things. This is something that I talk about very, very consistently all of the time in my programs and my services with my clients. And it's something that I do with myself as well, right? You can't just have like an intuitive hit and have all the feels and then not actually go over here and do some actions. You can't just do all the actions and kind of push, 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 and then tamp down your gut or your intuition or how you're feeling about things. I believe that they work best when they're in tandem and when you're really able to combine them. So I'm going to talk about five different ways that you can utilize the masculine and the feminine to really tap into the energetics of business and selling through conversation. You ready? Let's go. Okay. So first and foremost, in last week's episode, I talked a lot about confidence. I talked a lot about having your services, your pricing based in realistic numbers, realistic data. That is going to build up your confidence muscle when it comes to talking to people, because you have not just arbitrarily chosen a number out of thin air, whether that number is 75 an hour, 100 an hour, 200 an hour. If your number is chosen arbitrarily and you don't have something to really back it up, as a reason as to why you picked that number, it might be more challenging for you to kind of stick with that number. So the first piece in this energetics of selling is to be really transparent about your information. And what I mean by that is we are in a different like selling world in 2022 than we were probably 10 years, 20 years ago. One of the reasons why people tend to feel that sales is pushy and manipulative or cheesy or whatever the case is, is because of this old paradigm of selling, which was, um, I think it was ABC. Oh, always be closing. There you go. That's the phrase, always be closing. And so what that essentially means is you are always working to close a sale. You're doing whatever it takes. You're being like real hardcore. You are doing all those cheesy sales techniques to always be closing. That is a really old paradigm of selling. This information comes from one of my favorite books of all time. You absolutely need to read it. It is called To Sell is Human. And I believe the author is Daniel Pink. I will um, verify that um, or clarify that, but the title is To Sell is Human. And he approaches this concept of the new paradigm of selling is that we are humans. So we want to be 
approached and talked to like a person. And we also now have a lot of information at our fingertips. The consumer has the power. In that old paradigm, the business owner had the power. There wasn't really the internet. There wasn't the, you know, phones in our pockets, the ability to really quickly like Google all the different providers out there and what their prices are and what their programs are. Now, as a consumer, when you go to buy something, think about how many times you go to buy like anything, a dress or um, a new brand of coffee or um, a book or whatever it is, like you are able to research, get reviews, you're able to go on Amazon. I don't know if your Amazon does this, but mine does, I think it's connected to my like credit card, where I will have an Amazon price and then it will give me options of the prices for that product from like two or three other sellers so that I can get the best price. As the consumer, I have all of this information at my fingertips. So on the flip side, as the business owner, as the person with a product or a service, it is important to be transparent and upfront with your information. And you can take this and apply it however you want to your business and how and in whatever avenue you want to do that. So by that I mean if you want to put your pricing on your website, go for it. If you only want to talk about pricing in a sales call, go for it. But you should be open and transparent with as much of your information as possible because people have the power to, they don't find what they want or they don't find what they need immediately from you. They can really, really easily go to someone else. And I have been in situations where I have inquired about services from people and I have actually been turned off. This is personal, but I have been a little bit turned off when I don't know the price. When I have to book a call, I feel almost a little annoyed about having to book a call to find out this information. And I talk about this inside of my programs. I understand both avenues and you can make a case for either way, right? Because if you can get someone on a call, you can talk to them, you're starting to build that relationship. Um, so you can make a case either way. What I want you to take away from this point is just to be transparent with your information. So whether that's in your emails, your website, just know that the consumer has a lot of power. And as the business owner, think about how you want your customers to feel like they're treated. And from the customer standpoint, think about the interactions that you have and where you feel the most supported. And when businesses have gone above and beyond for you, what has that felt like? You want to create kind of that same transparency, that same experience for your client. When you do that, when you can be really transparent with your information, you are going to make the process so much easier for your client and for yourself when you're getting together and having that conversation, when you're having the sales conversation. If they go into a call and they've already been on your website and they know your signature service is $3,000, they're presumably booking a call because they've seen that price. And that price is not prohibitive for that, right? So you're putting yourself potentially in a better position to really take advantage of those calls. We get into talking about pricing and websites and all of that so, so deep and really personal and individual inside of my group program. And so I don't have as much time to go into that right now because I want to move on to my four other points, but just know that this is very nuanced and you want to also do what you feel like is going to be the best move for you and your business. And then just know and be aware of these other things and know that you can change your mind at any time for whatever you decide for your business. So 
The next way that you can really have good energetics when you're coming into your sales call is to get good information from your client. So what I mean by good information is don't just go into a call blind. Have them give you information about themselves, whether that's in a little questionnaire that they fill out or a form that they fill out. This doesn't have to be long, um, but you want to get more than like their name because what that is going to do is it's going to really help the client, one, think through intentionally why they are reaching out to you specifically because we want to make that energetic connection between them and between you. What is it about you as the stylist that is making that client feel a connection and reach out to you? What are their specific style problems that they are having that they believe you can solve? You want to start to have the client think about that because it's building that rapport. It's building that relationship. And it's really helping you to prepare super, super thoroughly for your call with the client. One of the things that I have just dropped, um, it's on a pre-sale right now, um, present day, when this episode comes out, it'll be coming out very soon. Anyway, if you're listening to this episode, it's probably live on my website, but I have a template and a bundle of scripts and emails and a checklist for you to use inside of your sales calls with your clients. One of the reasons I have put this into a bundle that you can just buy because it's so, so important for you to understand the process and to get really, really good information from your client because you want to be able to shape that sales call with your agenda so you know what you're going to talk about to be really specifically pointed to that client. Now, if you are like great at talking on the fly, if you're great at kind of thinking and making connections, you might really, really be able to do that without a lot of this prep work. If you're new or you're just getting started and you haven't done a ton of sales calls yet, having a script, having your agenda, having this good information from your client is really, really going to set you up for success in that call. And by success, what I mean is you are going to be and feel really confident that you can talk to these, to your client's specific problems through the lens of your signature service. That to me is a successful sales call. When you as the stylist are able to super confidently explain your program, talk about how it's going to solve really, really specific client problems, like for that person you're having a conversation with, when you can talk about the price and convey energetically and factually that this is a deal of a lifetime for that client, that is going to shift the energetics. And so that is what that agenda, that is what the emails and the scripts in the bundle is designed to do. It's designed on that kind of masculine side of things to build your confidence muscle, to give you data, to give you information that is going to really, really assist when it comes to tapping into the energetics and the feminine when you're on the call. Okay. So you want to be transparent with your information. You want to get good information from the client. Number three is you want to ask good questions. You want to ask good questions. So once you have some information from the client, you're able to kind of say, okay, cool. I know what they're struggling with. Maybe I've had clients that have struggled with this before. There's maybe some stories I can share. I know exactly how I'm going to tie my service in. You can then also start to think about, cool, what are additional questions I want to ask the client? Where have they said something that it would be helpful for me to know more information? Where can I ask them a question that's going to dig a little bit deeper with them? 
your ability to ask good questions is really kind of starting the process of what it is like for that client when they're going to work with you because they're starting to see and think, oh, okay, this person, like they're a professional, they're asking me questions, there's things they want to know. And they're really starting to understand my, like my psyche, (laughs) my soul, they get me, they see me on a level that is going to be a little bit deeper than if you're not really asking them good questions. So if you have a thought or you're like, okay, well, what's a good question? What's a bad question? Maybe just think about that in terms of what is a deep question? How can I get more information? How can I help the client probe a little bit deeper, right? Because if a client is saying like, well, I just don't have time. Great. You can definitely make the connection say, this will save you so much time because I'm going to do all this for you. A deeper question, a good question would be, what would you do with all of the time that you're going to now have that is going to result from our work together? That is a good question. That's a deeper question because you are getting to the client's like underlying emotional reasons for why they want to work with you. They're presenting a very surface level thing. I don't have time. I just need you to do this. You, as the stylist, can learn to ask deeper questions and say, okay, awesome. I understand you don't have time. What would you do with all of the time that you're going to gain once we do this work together? The client is going to then say, I would go to the spa. I would take spin class. I would read a book. I would watch Netflix. I would spend time with my kids. I would do whatever. And then they're going to be making those connections between all of the things that they're going to gain. And that is going to actually prove to them that this investment is a no brainer. So you want to learn how to ask good, deep questions. Number four, you want to build the case. So this is related to kind of asking good questions, asking deeper questions, and getting to this sort of emotional level aspect of your client of why they're reaching out to you. When you build the case for your service, you are essentially acting like a lawyer in court. If you are a lawyer in court, you are bringing out evidence, you are bringing out photos, you got witnesses, you got all the things that are outside of yourself to prove the point. When you are the stylist and you're on your sales call, you're having this conversation with a client, you are building the case. And building the case is actually something that you do on social media, through your emails. You kind of do it over time, but you can also do it. And it's part of this energetic conversation when you are with your client. So that is why you get good information and you ask good questions because that is allowing you to build the case. When you have a client that gives you some really good information in an initial consultation form that you're getting to read before you get on the call with them, that lets you say, okay, I had, you know, my client Susie was also plus size. Um, My client Jan had like an edgy style. So it gives you people, actual people, if you have those, to reference and to really show and build the case of your work and the results. Because that is also what the clients are looking for. They are looking for those reviews. They are looking for how it's going to specifically solve their problem. And it's up to you to lay that out. This is where I think some people feel like sales calls are pushy because it's like push, 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 just buy the thing. This is going to be good for you. And it can almost come across like a little patronizing or it can come across like, you know, either buy it or you don't. I don't care. I don't need you. Buy it or don't, you know, like that kind of attitude. The energetic that I want this to be when you're building the case is like brick by brick, 
sharing with the client how their interaction and engagement with you is going to solve the problem and you want that for them. And it is also ultimately up to them. But it is your job as the stylist to really, really build a solid case for that. Okay. Now, number five, this is where the energetics come in. They've been sprinkled all throughout, but this is really a very, very energetic piece. When you are going into a sales call with a client, it is really important that you are detached from the outcome. It is really important that you are detached from the outcome when you go into a sales call, discovery call with a client. I have seen this time and time again with stylists. I have seen this with myself. And so I can speak to myself from my experience that when we get these client inquiries, it's very exciting. And we start to like dream or like awesome. And we kind of like put the cart before the horse, as they say sometimes, right? Especially if you're new or you're just starting out and there's not this really good, solid track record of booking clients on a consistent basis yet. And so what we tend to do is we put all of our attachments on this client is now being the next like magic bullet for our business, right? Especially if we know the client or they're well-connected, we're like, ooh, all in this client and this will happen and this will happen and this will happen and this will happen. And I want to make a distinction between it is important that you are visualizing what you want, right? Putting out what you want. And it is also important to balance that with an energy that is not grabbing, with an energy that is not desperate. And that's the energy that I have been in before and that I have seen other stylists that I've worked with be in when it comes to having sales calls with clients because they really want to work with that client. They really want to help them. And they also really want the money because they have bills to pay and a business to support and themselves lives to live and kids and pets and, you know, people to feed, right? So there's kind of a dual thing. We really want to help, but then it's also like, oh, I really need the money. So I invite you to think about when you get the sales call inquiry, and I believe that when you do all of this other prep work that I've talked about, that puts you in a space of being able to talk with the client present the information, have the price, build the case, and know that you did your job. That's the purpose of the sales call. The purpose of the sales call is to present the information, build the case, and then let the client say what they're going to say. The purpose of the sales call is not to book the client. That's your second reframe for this episode. The purpose of your sales call or your conversational conversation is not to book the client. It is to give them the information so that they can make the best decision possible. Because you cannot control whether the client books or not. You can work on and improve your sales call process so that you are able to show up more confidently, so that you are able to have more testimonials and you're able to build the case, you're able to ask good questions, you're able to practice, and that is going to potentially can help increase your results on sales calls. But the purpose of those is for you to get that information across. So when you are detached going in, what that also says to the client is you're saying this, you are valued and you are respected. And so I'm going to give you all this information, answer your questions really well, show you exactly how this is going to help you. And then ultimately the decision is up to you. 
it can be really, really hard to be detached in this phase. And so it may take some practice at being that way. One way that you can look at this is knowing or telling yourself that believing that no single client is going to make or break your business. No single client is going to make or break your business. When you can look at it from that angle, it becomes a little bit easier to be detached because you know, okay, this is not going to be my magic carpet ride to a million dollars. Every person, every experience is a stepping stone to that, but they're not going to make or break it. And so being detached is really, really important. And when I talk about letting the client make their own decision, sometimes people can say like, well, okay, do I just take that to mean that if the client says, no, it's not in my budget, I just roll over and say, okay, it's not in your budget, come back to me when it is. And to answer that, I will say yes and no. <laughs> One of the really, really awesome things about the bundle, the templates and scripts that I have for sale on my website now is that I give you in the sales call agenda, the script, there are three levels of answers questions that you can ask clients when they give you an objection. So for example, if someone says, I, this is not in my budget, I give you three different responses rated easy, medium, hard, that are going to let you present a question back to the client to help them really think about what it is they're saying. So these responses I've developed as a result of me being an NLP practitioner. So I am certified in neuro-linguistic programming. And this is goes back to language. Neuro-linguistic programming is all about the use of language and the fact that words have power and the way in which we speak and how we ask things have power. A lot of times what happens when we go to invest in ourselves or our clients are getting ready to invest in themselves, their conscious mind can be doing one of two things. It can say, I know this is in the budget. I know realistically I can afford it, but their subconscious might be holding them back of, I can't invest in myself. I'm not worthy of investing in myself. And then on the flip side, the conscious mind may also be saying, I can't afford this. I've got to put my kids through college. I've got to do this, this, and this. And the subconscious could either be on board or not on board. And so by being able to ask clients certain questions, you are getting them to kind of switch off and on between subconscious, conscious, and kind of do a little bit deeper dive into why they're saying what they're saying. So for example, if someone's saying, this is not in my budget, you can ask a really simple question of like, well, what if it were in your budget? Where might that money come from? And one of the things about these questions is they may not necessarily make sense to your mind. You might be like, well, what do you mean? It's like not in the budget. Yes, but if it were. A lot of times when people are posed questions in a certain way, it makes them stop and think. And they're like, okay, well, oh, I do have this savings or I, you know, I do actually have money coming in that is excess that is used for this. They start to become a little more creative. Or sometimes I've had clients say like, okay, let me go sell clients that have had their own businesses. Let me go sell a couple services and I'm going to be back. And that's how I'm going to make the money to pay for this. So it's your job again, when you're building the case, and asking your clients these questions is to prompt them, just get them thinking. And that's what in the script and the bundle, I have put that together for you. There, I think are five different objections. So I don't have time. It's not in my budget. Um, I think there's a question around, but I want to lose weight first, all sorts of these types of questions. And I give you 
questions to ask back to the client to get them to think. So when I say yes and no to letting the client have the say and say what they want to say and make the decision, the client is going to make the decision ultimately because you can't make them. You can't make anyone do anything. And you can also start to ask questions. And you may ask clients questions and they may say, yeah, I actually do have this money, but it's not where I want to spend it right now. And so it's important to also help people kind of recognize that of, if it's not your priority, cool, totally fine. Come back when it is. And then we'll have another conversation when it's time and you're ready to prioritize the money for this service. When you are equipped with these tools, with these masculine and feminine tools, when you're able to be transparent about your information, get good information, ask good questions, build the case, be detached, have the agenda, have the scripts, have the questions ready to go, you are going to be so confidently present in your sales calls with people. And that is kind of the 50-50 equation in the masculine, feminine energetics around selling. Building up that confidence muscle is a huge, and I might even say it's like a 70% to 30 ratio, because building up that confidence with these like hard, practical, tactical things goes really, really far in upping your energetics when you're talking to the client. So we talked also about being on the feminine side of things to kind of make the boost, get to that extra 100% is you really want to be detached. You want to practice and know, no client's going to make or break my business. And you also want to be in full alignment with what it is you're talking about to your client. We talked about that in last week's episode on the energetics of business as it talks, as it relates to pricing and your services. So go back and listen to that if you haven't yet. But when you have this combination of being aligned, detached, you're confident, you have the tacticals and you have the tangibles you are like on the energetic, like high, (laughs) like you have everything in place that you need to have in place. And this doesn't mean that you're going to book a hundred percent of your sales calls because I don't know, that could be realistic, but for most people, you may or may not book a hundred percent and that's fine. That like is not the purpose, right? That's not the point, but this is going to help you become better and better at this and you're going to refine the process so that hopefully, yeah, by the time you get on a call with someone, they've seen your information, they know what the price is, they're ready to take that next step with you. And then your rate of closing your sales calls does become so much higher because you have all of those energetics in place. I want to leave you with one other little bit of homework. I had only planned on like one homework for you, but I snuck another homework in um, at the earlier part of this episode. But this last piece of homework is to practice your sales call, your sales conversation in the mirror or do it on Zoom, record yourself, watch it back and take note of how you're coming across. Here's what I want you to look out for when you're doing this. And I really, really want you to do this. Like, I promise you, this is going to be so enlightening. I do this inside of the group program with my students to really, really help them improve their sales calls. This is like one of my favorite things that we do. We do sales calls in the program um, and give feedback. And it 
really, really helps. So when you are recording and you're coming back, I want you to look out for how many times you say, um, or like, or, uh, or any of those other words that people tend to inject into conversation when you're nervous, when you're trying to think about what to say, when you're trying to fill the void or fill the downtime. The second thing I want you to look out for is any time that you break eye contact with the camera or you break eye contact with yourself in the mirror. If you are looking down, you're looking away. And I will preface this by saying a lot of times people will look in certain places when they are thinking, if they're trying to remember information, this is a subconscious programming thing that we do. However, if you are consistently cannot make eye contact and cannot hold that eye contact with people, that is going to show not as much confidence as you could be projecting. And then lastly, I want you to practice it. I want you to do it again and again and again. The only way you're going to really, really be able to tap into these energetics and have amazing sales calls, have amazing conversations with people is when you you know your stuff forward and backward, when you can talk about it without having an agenda or without having a script, when you know the transformations and you can just have a conversation like you're having with a friend. You are not out here to impress anybody. You are not out here trying to say, you're better than so-and-so. You're not out here trying to say my prices are less than so-and-so. Like, honestly, I hope you can say that your prices are more than so-and-so, or at least that they're more than what you were charging a year ago, because it's all about the energetics. And so this homework is going to be really, really helpful for you. And I hope you enjoy it. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Personal Stylist Podcast. I have a couple of announcements that I want to share with you. The first one that I have talked about in this episode is the, I'm calling it the Profitable Stylist Guide number one. And this is your guide to sales calls. It's the sales call bundle. And so that gives you three scripts and templates. It is your client inquiry checklist. You know exactly what needs to happen in this process from when a client contacts you to when you send them a final follow-up email. You get a series of, I think it's four emails. So an email template for when the client reaches out and then three different email templates for what to say, how to respond to the client if they say yes, no, or maybe. And then you get my favorite thing, the sales call agenda, which is like a 10 page script that literally word for word tells you how to run your sales call, what you need to be talking about in the sales call. And then you get the five different objections with three levels of answers and questions for each objection that is going to help your clients start to think a little bit differently and help give you confidence to know, okay, well, how the heck do I answer this question when a client says like, well, I just want to lose weight, right? Instead of the typical stylist answer that we give that's like, got a dress for the body you have now. Sure. The client doesn't believe that yet. So the, these questions are going to help the client start to believe that that is possible for them. That's announcement number one. Announcement number two is I'm having the annual Profitable Stylist planning retreat in January. This is going to be open to all stylists. If you were a client in 2022, You'll be getting information on this. You, act, you get a free ticket to this event. This is a two-day planning retreat for you to set your goals for 2023. I'm really excited for this. There are going to be stylist-led workshops. There's going to be networking, Q&A with stylists, and you are going to have dedicated time in this retreat to plan out 
your goals. So if planning and being more on top of your business this year is something you need, if you are the type of person that really needs like dedicated time to sit and someone to kind of be there with you to say, get this done, that is what this retreat is going to do for your 2023 goals for your styling business. Announcement number three, the group program, the accelerator enrollment is going to open up in February for our first 2023 class of next year. So there'll be two classes next year, a spring and a fall class. And we're going to open up enrollment in January towards the end of middle to end of January for that group to start in February for the 12 to 14 week program that's going to take you through how to create your high dollar signature service, how to have your service ladder, how to understand your marketing, your unique framework, all of the things, how to help you stop winging it in your styling business. If you are a new personal stylist, if you are an aspiring personal stylist, this is going to be the program for you to help you create this profitable and sustainable foundation for your business that is going to let you do your business for the long haul. All right. Those are my announcements. Thank you so much for listening. It has just been my pleasure to chit and chat with you about this. If you love the episode, please send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from you when you like the episodes. It really does kind of encourage me to keep going. It encourages me to really dive deeper into topics that you're resonating with, especially when it comes to mindset and energetics and some of these kind of deeper things that you might not be hearing about elsewhere. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week to your profitable success. Bye.